This show is brought to you by Occupy Medical, free integrated healthcare for all, Sundays 12 to 4 in downtown Eugene, Oregon. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our new podcast format. What we found was our main topic always seemed to run too long and we had to edit it out. And where we felt that one show could be a whole show about a certain topic. So in the case of Anna Rosa last week that you heard, that was the full interview with her. We didn't want to break it up. We felt that it was really strong and that was a whole show. But that meant we couldn't do an Herbal 101 and we couldn't do news easily because the podcast would get too long. So what we've decided to do is split our podcast. One week will be a full interview or a topic. The next week will be a review, a 101, and news, followed by a possible preview of our next show. So to get things started off in our new format, our show today will be reviewing last week's episode. Now here are your hosts, Candace Hunter and Sue Sierra Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sue Sierra Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism Radio. That interview with Anna Rosa actually got me really inspired this week. Yeah, my head was just ticking around that one. She she brought up some stuff I I did not even know. I read the book. And I looked at her website, and there was stuff that she brought up in that interview I was not aware of at all. I even have an Icelandic uh, volunteer at the clinic at Occupy Medical Clinic, mm-hmm. and I've I've spent a lot of time talking to him, and there's just. Yeah, it blew my mind. <laughs> so what part what part was it specifically that really got you thinking this oh, week? Man, I, I I felt like I really take advantage of the fact that we have so many herbal allies available to us and for her to sit there and say herbalism has been legal in Iceland for 15 years. There are <sighs> three herbalists in Iceland, the country. Yeah. There and I mean, there's three like herbalists, probably within a five block area here. Just I know, I'm sure, right? I easily, on my own easily. block, yeah. <laughs> and that there's 20 herbs that she can use. The right. other ones are illegal, right? Yeah, I feel really sad for her as well as the other countries mm-hmm. that have come up with these ridiculous restrictions. But there's a tiny vindictive little part of me that was like oh you people that looked at me like i had upsters crawling out of my ears when i said other countries don't have the freedom we have Mm -hmm. and the information that we have on how to use herbs Mm -hmm. she's she's just pretty much saying yeah you're right candace there are other countries that are not as free as we are even Mm -hmm. though we take it for granted well there's part of me that was like yeah at least it was right. Candace, the I, I hope I'm I not told right you so, Hunter. Yeah, right. <laughs> so horrible, right? Jeez. God, I'm a terrible person. I really hope that that changes. I want that to change. I do too. I'm so thankful she's out there doing work that she's doing. Yeah. Promoting and, she and telling is, people. did what every person should do. If you have something that is harmful or restricts you, you figure out a way to turn that into the power of positive. Like for Mm -hmm. her, she says, okay, she's amazing. Here's all of these herbs that I can't use, but there's information about them. They're growing right here in Iceland and I'm just going to categorize them and tell people, and I'm going to research the hell out of them. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put it all in a book that I, that I need, right. The books that I need isn't written. So I'm going to write that, you know, and she's, yeah, she's complaining. This yeah. is a problem. It, and from what I understand from my volunteer at Occupy Medical is that Scandinavians are great at offering people from Scandinavian countries like Iceland and, and Denmark and stuff. They're great at, great at offering a lot of benefits to their population, but they they restrict the heck out of them. 
Right. It's hardcore. You know, you go right. in for a doctor appointment and, and you're, it, it's really intense. The, the boundaries you have to work your way around. Mm-hmm. You know, Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. There's always something. There's yeah. Always so my, something. my inspiration, I have to admit, was a little bit more practical feet on the ground than mm-hmm. yours. I wasn't thinking about the legal ramifications. I was looking at my garden thinking, hmm, that's a lot of cleavers I've got out there. That's the same thing as ladies bed straw, really. Yeah. I mean, technically it's got a different second half of its latin name it's a Mm -hmm. different species but just like she pointed out they can be used in very similar ways so i thought i'm gonna i'm gonna actually do something with it and it's it's not just gonna be vinegar which i also did have steeping anyway cleavers vinegar yeah are you using apple cider vinegar or white vinegar normally i am really good and i use real apple cider vinegar but I wasn't this time. I used okay. white vinegar because it's what I had. And what do you use the cleavers vinegar <laughs> for when you're done? Um, I will be using that for salad dressings and, and other similar internal stuff. Are you combining not, it with stuff? Yeah, I add. It tastes kind of like that um, green relish we all remember from when we were kids that, okay. you know, you always put on hot dogs, yeah. even though yeah. Yeah. It, it tastes like that, but a little bit less sweet. And it's not, you know, sticky, but it's a it's a really good good springy sort of mm-hmm. dressing you've had kind this of before patrick which the, the cleavers vinegar dressing? yeah it kind of makes lots of different vinegars and cleavers mm-hmm. is one of them and it's surprising it's actually pretty good i don't know how it's <laughs> going to be i don't know how it's going to be with with the, the apple white cider vinegar. vinegar yeah with that with white vinegar not uh-huh. apple cider uh, so we'll have to see. It'll be that. interesting. But yeah. that's a practical approach. I mean, you yeah. you said I have cleavers, but I don't have apple cider vinegar, but I have white vinegar. This is what I'm going to do. And if it mm-hmm. doesn't work flavor wise, it'll still make a good topical because white vinegars aren't bad for topical use. So mm-hmm. it'll still be good to be added to formula for like a sunburn or internally for a mouth rinse mm-hmm. of a vinegar plus some other stuff to come. Yeah. <laughs> plus you crazy, stuff. you crazy people who like all that sour. Yeah, I do like so. sour. But what I got really, my real inspiration this week was to try it in an oil, okay. which is a not a normal that use. That is not. Nope. Because I, and I tried finding, there's, I didn't find any information on anyone doing a cleaver's oil that's actually infused. Winging it. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I'm going to wing it because the properties in cleavers that are contributing in a positive way to your skin mm-hmm. are not volatile. So mm-hmm. they would be absorbed even with heat, which is what I chose to do because I wanted to drive off the excess liquid because cleavers right. is really oh, yeah. liquidy. High, high yeah. water content. So bet. yeah, like calendula, it's one that if I'm going to put it into an oil, it'll be better to infuse it into an oil using a mild heat. So I just mm-hmm. use my mini crock pot and right. got just it Just the going. way we got on the website, the yeah. heat infused oil recipe. Yeah, okay. exactly. So, so what did you end up with? Did it change color? Did it, it got it... really dark green Ooh. and it's got, how would you, my son said it had a mushroomy flavor. I don't, huh. uh, he's nuts. I had an earthy roasted flavor. It was really nice. It's okay. actually like it better than the vinegar. It, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So that chlorophylly taste, I, I eat cleavers mm-hmm. and it does not have any earthy taste to me at all, but it comes out. I think it's that I think it's the heat. I had it, huh. I had it on for a few hours and then I just turned it off and let it sit overnight. Then I put it back on for a few hours the next day. Turn mm-hmm. it off and let it sit again. Okay. Um, I ended up doing one set of cleavers and I decided the oil wasn't strong enough. 
So I took those out and I put a new set in to strengthen it up a little more. You had plenty. Yeah, I have more than enough. So the first, (laughs) the first set that I did, I let them get all dark and toasty in color. So it was, they were on there. That's probably what contributed most of the toasty flavor to Uh it. So the second set, I didn't let them heat long enough to be dark. And what what kind of oil were you using? I used grapeseed. Oh, because I had grapeseed. If I had had like sweet almond oil, I would have used that. Right. Is that what um, you had me taste? Yeah. That well, that yeah, that was a different. The one you tasted was actually with magnolia flowers. Oh right. Yeah. So we're, we're that was doing different. All kinds of crazy stuff there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like to just infuse things into oil because what the heck? The practical, practical herbalist. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I did try it out a little bit on my hands, and it was a nice. It absorbed really absorbed easily. easily. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I bet that'd be good for good. eczema and psoriasis. You know, combined Probably with some of those be. other yeah. herbs, borage and stuff. Wow. Yeah, my original thinking huh. on it was to use it as a topical, and then I tasted it, and I was like, you know, that tastes pretty good. I could see that as a salad dressing too. So, do you cook <laughs> with grapeseed oil? Because I know it as a medicinal oil. I use it in cooking. Yes, I, mm-hmm. I. It's actually one of the key ingredients for my dog food. So my we buy it for. Dog food internally. Is that in your recipe? You put some recipes on the site too. Yes, the the dog dog food recipe is all that you use. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's good, nutritious. Uh huh. Good for the digestive system. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So so now we've gone from Iceland to dog food. Yeah. Just completely natural. Yeah. All natural. Yeah. You try tracking that, listeners. Organic conversation. Herbalism 101. This is part of the show where Sue and Candace answer a listener question or teach you about an herbal definition or term covering basic to advanced herbal knowledge. If you would like the dirt on herbs, herbalism, or anything else related, you can send your question using our simple contact form at realherbalismradio.com slash herbalism101. If we choose your question for the show, we will send you a free PDF ebook Natural Nutrition by The Practical Herbalist, currently available for $4.99 at The Practical Herbalist store. Here's Candace and Sue to discuss this show's Herbalism 101 topic. Today's question comes from Tim. My dad has three dry mucus plugs in his throat that he just can't cough up. No other symptoms and it doesn't seem like an allergy. They're nasty and it seems like he could choke. Has to pull the things out with his finger sometimes. Any suggestions on how to soften up the mucus and get him expectorating? Seems like you could do an article on mucus or have you already. You guys rock. Tim. Oh, God, that sounds like another wonderful show like The Pooh Show. The Pooh Show. It's going to be a mucus show that show. totally grosses me out. I am such a lightweight. <laughs> but there are some really good herbs for dealing with mucusy problems. Yeah, and one of the first things I would do would be to do a steam Yes. Just a physical, you know, you're breathing in through your mouth and then breathing out through your nose, doing that circle stuff. And we do have some stuff on our website about how to do steams appropriately Mm -hmm. and throwing into the steam yarrow or lavender. Both Mm -hmm. of those are really great for breaking that. Good for pulling stuff out. Yeah, astringent. They're very stringent. Yeah. We have an entire, he's right, Tim, you're right. My gosh, we do have something on sinus infections and the the stuff that your dad has going down his throat is, I'm sorry to say, it's mucus from his sinuses, which is going down there and just staying there. Um, 
it sounds like dad may want to keep an eye on the water he's taking in. Um, sometimes that's one of the problems, but as in not enough water, not enough water. Yeah. 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 But also there's a whole bunch of syrups that are really great for taking that crud out of there. There's, um, and it is scary. I mean, yeah. You see someone choking like Sounds that. Sounds really awful. No. The first thing, honestly, the first thing that occurred to me when I was hearing that question was a combination of calendula and like a steam or yarrows, but mm-hmm. calendula just seemed like, and since you're saying you think possibly it could be a sinus thing, I could see how that calendula yeah. is excellent at killing off any bacterial crud and helping to dry your sinuses yeah. without making them too dry. Yeah, and we're not diagnosing here. Right. You know, we're just we're saying in our in our history, this yeah. is the the trend that we have seen. Right. So you know, if it keeps so if going, you know, if your medical professionals tell you that it is actually coming from the sinuses, right? There you go. There's some there's some great stuff. Uh, we have. Ella campaign syrup, cough syrup, that's really great for getting stuff out of the lungs as well as things in the sinus cavity. Uh, ginger is a fantastic mm, yes. herb. And yeah. marshmallow root is a good um, demulsifier. It's very, it helps soothe that mucous membrane. Mm-hmm. It'll be so, so good to the throat. Yeah, and, and it I, actually will help your sinuses as well. Yeah. It, you, marshmallow does well in both spots. I feel like it's such an underused herb. It is. And it, it really and it, is. So good for for digestion and for coughs and sore throats. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think people get a little put off by the way it turns mucusy itself. Yeah, it can be a little bit... Hey, right, which is gross, why people originally made those puffed marshmallow roots, which we now just make out of sugar. We call them marshmallows. We but call yeah. them marshmallows, but <laughs> this is the the root of the marshmallow, and it's yeah. a beautiful little plant to grow. Very simple, but it does have a incredibly sweet syrup. Mm-hmm. That that we do have some directions on making syrups. There's a a children's allergy syrup recipe you can try. A black tea syrup. That mm-hmm. you devise, Candace. I yeah, think the black tea syrup does a really good job of drying up excess mucus while still coating the throat. Yes, which yeah. would be a really good combination. And that for tinctures, there's a sinus drain remedy blend. On oh, that's the site. an excellent one. Yeah, yeah. All of these are great ones for the site. Just thinking about it's making my throat get <laughs> just sympathy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, they they. That would be good to kind of check out how dad's immune system is these days. And when you do mm-hmm. a, a checkup, make sure to not just not just have him look down his throat and see if he's maybe he has some lymph problems. There's mm-hmm. a variety of things that can cause this. And as we age, sometimes our our digestive system kind of slows as well. So right, we're it doesn't as, absorb as well. Yeah, we're not as good as as we used to be about absorbing the kind of stuff that we need. And that's why marshmallow is so nice because it helps mm-hmm. and ginger it yeah, helps support the help. digestive system yeah. so your body can heal better. Yeah. So yeah, those are a couple of good ideas. Thank you very much, Tim. Yeah. Good luck. Now it's time for a real herbalism radio sponsor break. Occupy medical is free street reach integrated health clinic that demonstrates by example, that healthcare really is a human right. We're an all volunteer clinic, of doctors, nurses, herbalists, and others working together to heal the community. What kind of donations are you guys looking for? We need vitamins, herbs, socks, toothbrushes, and of course, good old-fashioned money. You can find a complete list of our needs and contact information at 
occupy-medical.org. Occupy Medical is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Now back to the show. Today's question comes from Erline. Hello and thank you for an informative podcast. I am new to herbalism, so this question may be a bit simple. What are some effective herbs, either topically or orally administered, for exercise-related muscle stiffness? Uh, I'm so glad you asked that. After that black belt test, I can tell you I've been using a lot of herbs. Oh boy, I bet you have. You think, after all that training... You wouldn't be so sore, but no, that's not the case. No, it, Every workout, you're sore. You're, you know, you, if you're doing it right, you're supposed to be sore, right? Exactly. You're pushing exactly. yourself. Yes. You're pushing yourself. Oh, St. John's work. One of my favorite big friends, big mm-hmm. time. If you check out the website, we've got a recipe for the St. John's Wort Warming Salve. Mm-hmm. And it came right out of one of the Herbal Herbs for Athletes um, blog entries. That's right. It works. Yep. And you can either make the oil yourself. With mm-hmm. fresh St. John's wort. We always say fresh St. John's wort. Yes. Fresh is the way to go. Yes. And then you, it, the other option is to buy the oils, which are already made and make your own salves. Yes. Yeah. Which some people, they, they need it right now. And yeah. Yep. <laughs> or yep. even just an oil blend. I mean, we have a St. John's wort folio to find out more about yeah. it. And that'll be a really do a good job of explaining why it works. Yeah. The fact is, though, it works. You know what else really works well? Mm-hmm. Cayenne. Cayenne. I have used that one. And that one is especially good when you get that one muscle pull that hangs on forever. Mm-hmm. It's in often for me, that's actually my knitting. There's a muscle oh. when I knit too much that gets sore and then it'll be sore for months. So you can kick people, but the real problem is you're knitting. knitting. Okay. Yeah, my knitting heavy muscles. Duty mit- too knitter. much knitting. Right. Yeah. And, but cayenne does a really good job of easing that. When mm-hmm. I get that one to fl- start flaring up, I just put a little cayenne salve on that. Do you have that in your tiger balm style? Cayenne is not combos. in the tiger balm, tiger balm one. Yeah. That yeah. one is a St. John's Word based recipe. The white uh, and the red? Yeah. No, oh, the, the red one is, I think, St. John's, John's Ward. Ward. Which is why it's red. Yeah. What about the, is there camphor or? Yeah, there's camphor and, and there's some cinnamon and clove in that one. Oh, boy, does that stuff work. It I'm works really what. well. Yeah. So that, those recipes for the red tiger balm and the white tiger balm mm-hmm. are available on the Practical Herbalist. Right. Um, other good ones are lavender. Yes, you know, most that's definitely. A, that's an excellent one, especially if your muscle strains are perhaps like the neck and shoulder region that right. we often will strain while we're doing our athletics. But the truth is the strains are really coming from the stress of whatever it is we're doing, whether you're sitting at a job and you're doing, you know, you're doing something with your hands. Repetitive. Front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even, yeah, typing, any of that. Yeah. Or, you know, even jobs that are less repetitive, like cooking, if right. you're spending a lot of time cooking, you're going to be leaning forward a little bit. Driving. You know, driving. Hunched. Yeah. Hunched over and swearing at your fellow drivers. Exactly. So, be, yeah. That can be draw, just drawing. Yeah. yeah. So the daily stresses <laughs> will pull, put put pressure on those muscles, and then athletics can just call our attention to it. For sure. So lavender is yeah. a great one for and that. we got a ebook folio on that one, too. We do. There's we information do. out there, folks. There's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um Ginger, another one. Oh, ginger's great. Yes. Yeah. I love that herb. Yeah. And it does make a surprisingly good muscle rub. Yep. And mm-hmm. I just like eating the the mm-hmm. ginger, crystallized ginger, just eating that. Yes. Yeah. And that gives you good internal support too for yes. healing. It's good all throughout. Yeah. Because it yeah. takes out the substance P, which is between your neurons that 
that tells your brain, okay, I'm in pain, yes. which, yeah. you know, you don't necessarily want to be pain free the whole time. You got to pay attention to it. Yeah. You but, have to be aware but you of it. You can't stretch yeah. out that muscle if it's, if it's yeah. hurting you at the time. So exactly. you got to be at the point where you can fix it. So those are all the ones that we have information on the practical herbalist on, and we've got folios and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But there's also a few that I really love that we haven't actually written about yet. Oh, and I'm uh -oh. still gunning for trying to write about those. Mm -hmm. Arnica, Montana, Arnica, big time. Wild lettuce, wild lettuce is good for pain. It's not a topical. It's not was, a topical, right? But yep. the arnica is excellent as a topical, and a lot of people like to use it the homeopathy, homeopathic version yeah. of it, yeah, to deal with muscle pain. Yeah. That's not the one I use personally, but I've known a lot of people who say it works really well for them. Mm -hmm. um, another one I love is Douglas fir. Oh, yeah. That is a surprising little herb for topicals. Yeah. And spruce. Yes. Those, that Something that has pinal in it. Yes. The volatile oils, pinal. It's yeah. really, it really is impressive. That's a new one really on well. me. It was for me this last year. Yeah. And I did that. I made an oil of that and I added just a couple of drops of sweet birch essential oil. Oh, birch. The mm -hmm. two work so beautifully together. Yeah. I know birch can be used on its own. Yes. And I've also heard that uh, balm of Gilead, which is made from the cottonwood yes, blossoms. Super sticky. Yeah, I've heard Ooh. that that's a really good mm -hmm. one. I haven't used those, but I can definitely speak to the fact that Douglas fir and birch both are good topicals for easing general muscle strain. Yes. Yeah, we, we use that in clinic as well. Yeah. It works great. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Are there any those others some... that you can think of offhand? I think one of the other things to remember ones. is keep yourself hydrated. Oh God, yeah, very important because yes. that yes. that itself will help. Not just on the day, but afterwards. You know, afterwards, for the rest of that day into the evening, yeah. the next day, cold and hot, cold and hot. Yeah, that helps with people as well. But yeah, you're stretching mm -hmm. the stretching must, and just you know, don't overdo it. Yeah, don't overdo it. I think I think there's a bunch of things you can you can help yourself with uh, nutritionally. As well, mm -hmm. and I know you have vitamin a lot C of vitamin C one. is really great, and then magnesium and potassium great, are yeah. really those are excellent ones to mm -hmm. follow up with, especially just before you go to bed if you start to have muscle spasms mm -hmm. or you're finding the strained muscles or the areas around them yeah. are spasming. Yeah, yeah, that twitching. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, there's that's its own that's its own uh, bunch of podcasts. So yeah, yeah. good question. Yay! Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Patrick, what do we have coming up for next week's show? I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to talk with Lita of 100 Mile Bakery in Springfield, Oregon. And I think it was it's a really good conversation. It's going to be a great conversation. She knows all there is to know, I swear, about eating local in a real practical way. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not like some rich kid esoteric way. Like real people can do this. Yeah, she, she has done her research. And mm -hmm. as I understand, she really is a pioneer in the field of local locavorism. Yes. Which is eating like she has for her, her title of her bakery, 100 miles, 100 miles from her bakery. Everything. It's everything. That she makes, all her ingredients except like salt. Right. Are, are produced somewhere, are grown yeah, and created within 100 miles of downtown springfield it's not just a nationwide movement that is a worldwide movement yes. we saw a, a article about in oh gosh where was it somewhere out in the snowy waste i think places that have the language we don't speak and <laughs> this guy had a gourmet restaurant and they were eating boar heads or 
things that one normally would not put in the mouth and make it into gourmet cheese. Oh, oh, they had something that looked like sushi and it had roe on it. Yeah. Yeah. Mossy bits bits and stuff. Lichens and, and. It honestly, the pictures looked utterly delicious, but it was so foreign because honestly it was a very, very Northern climate there. Yeah. And they're harvesting it from there. They're not just like, there's nobody, there's no growers. Yeah. They're like a one mile bakery, (laughs) one mile restaurant. They would go out and like kill the fish and tear off the head with the teeth or whatever. Not the kind of thing Lita's doing. She is buying from local farmers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so she's not going to that extreme, but she is she's right really there. dedicated to yeah. getting things local and supporting what's local and, and making a pretty big difference. It sounds like she is one of the key players for how some of these small farmers are surviving. Yeah, I was thrilled that we got a chance to talk with no, her about it. It was, a real, it was a real I'm really thing. interested to hear how she's going to talk about dealing with um, fats. Sweeteners, sugar, because yeah. when you're yeah. a baker and you have these are those are some main things that go into your bread and into your stuff. <laughs> they aren't growing really cane sugar anywhere in the lab. So I'm really interested to see how she overcomes some of the the standard the challenges, challenges yeah. that bakers would have. So. A lot of obstacles we're not even thinking about. Oh yeah, sure. stuff that we just take for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So, so it's gonna be a good conversation. Look forward to the next episode of Real Herbalism Radio. This show is brought to you by Occupy Medical, free integrated health care for all, Sundays 12 to 4 in downtown Eugene, Oregon. Visit their site at occupy-medical.org.